Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is from the Sunday of the Holy Forefathers. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Joyous feast. Joyous feast. Strasnikum. Today, we commemorate the forefathers of the Lord who were men and women of faith. People who were able to stand, kneel, sit, walk through their life in expectancy, looking for the Lord Himself. There's a French philosopher, Simone Weil. She was a Jewish woman who loved Christ and actually really should have been baptized, should have been brought into some church somewhere. She had no familiarity with orthodoxy. She was familiar with the Catholic Church and was actually very close to many people within the Catholic Church and really desired baptism, but also in some way felt And you'll just have to take it. This is the way she felt. She felt that it was right for her to die outside of the church. She was a very humble woman, a very brilliant thinker. But she said at one point in one of her writings, she said, it's the great mercy of God to me that nothing in this world satisfies me. So that I'm constantly longing for him and him alone and not caught up in any of these things. And I think when we think of the forefathers, those before the law and after the law, who are these precursors of the coming Christ, we can think of people who saw the entire world as something translucent, as something that was not a barrier to God, but something that they would pass through in order to know God himself. So you think of the three holding youths standing in the flames, standing in the fire, and yet knowing that there was one with them, the Word of the Lord, the Son of Man, pre-incarnate, in the furnace with them. And so they were even able to grasp and move beyond that tyrant's flame. They had an attention and a focus that was for the Lord God and Him alone. 
But now what we read about what our Lord told us today in the parable, the parable that we heard describes a very different situation. It describes a situation of people who are utterly distracted from what really needs attention, whose attention is scattered in all sorts of directions. To the extent that the master that is throwing the banquet says, I will just invite other people and I will invite more and more and more and compel them to come in until eventually there won't be any room left for these people to even set foot in the door. Because they are distracted, they will have what they have. They will obtain what they desire. And that is not to participate in the kingdom of God. And I think this is a word to us today as we're in the midst of this season preparing for the nativity of our Lord. We can ask ourselves quite plainly where our attention is. Where is our focus? What are we looking at? It's easy, and I think it's, it's almost a, a commonplace. We had a, a meeting with the, the youth of the parish a couple of weeks ago with the teens. I met with them and we talked about preparing for the, the birth of Christ, the nativity. And one of the things we talked about was how um, how Christmas has become such a secular event you know that's that's about essentially getting corporations and people that want to sell you stuff it's about getting their numbers into the black you know during this time period it's not it's certainly not about the birth of the son of god and yet at the same time again i want us to think about what is our attention focused on I heard somebody say recently, you know, if you want as an advertising agency to kind of take over the culture and make sure that you're the prime influencer of people's lives and their thought, we have to go and take over the place that everybody's focused on. We've got to go where all the people are. And up until recent times, all the people were celebrating Advent during this time. It wasn't just us as Orthodox believers that were fasting and preparing, but everybody was. The Catholic Church still does. Certain mainline Protestant denominations that have a history that goes back somewhat further than 50 years or so, they'll, or 100 years, they'll actually celebrate Advent and prepare for the Nativity of the Lord. But for most other instances, people have dropped it. And so this is the thing, if you want to exercise influence and dominion over a culture, you have to go at the place where the culture is and take that over. 
So you take the nativity and you turn it into something that's not about the nativity. You make it into something else. And once it's made into that other thing, people begin to forget all about preparing for the nativity. And so all the things that we do in church start to fall on deaf ears. Nobody has any clue what we're even doing or why we're doing it. But no, I want you to think again about attention. We could get very upset about these things. And there was a time when I was in Boston that I was listening to the radio in my car. And there was the hymn that's frequently played on the radio during this time, Oh Holy Night, you know. And so you hear somebody singing beautifully, Fall on your knees. You know, so that's what you hear on the radio. And then the very next ad, there, there was a commercial after the song, and it was for a pornographic bookstore. <laughs> and so that's, kind of, that's the type of thing that you encounter, that sort of completely dissonant, jarring juxtaposition of these two things. Because there is an attempt going on to kind of take over that space and make it about something else. To make it about consuming, make it about hedonism, make it about whatever. Anything that will get people's numbers into the black. And since we live in a society that worships the economy, it makes sense. That you would want to take the one area of worship and turn it into something where you worship something else. Worship the thing that really matters. And so, things like this happen, and it's very disturbing. It's very upsetting. An older priest, though, I think there was a time where I was complaining to him about this, this reality. And he said to me, he, he, didn't, he didn't say, well, why are you thinking that way? He said, I know all that's true. And this is in Boston. Boston's a very... Um, secular place. He said, I know all of this is true, but still, when I walk around the city and I see the lights that people have up, and when I see the things that people are doing to be compassionate towards me, he's like, I can't help but think of Christ, the light of the world coming in to the world to save us. And didn't he come in to the midst of a world that was dominated by sin and death? What else will we expect to see during this time when we're looking around? But that light emerging within the midst of darkness. And so that was a lesson to me. Don't focus on all of that stuff. On how terrible everything is and how bad it is. Focus on the reality that the light is coming into the world. To set free those who are bound in darkness. And to deliver, to deliver them from all of this sin and death. You can almost hear the words of the Lord after the resurrection. Where, he's, you know, where he says to his disciples, why are your hearts so troubled? He's walking with them along the road to Emmaus. Why are you so sad? during this time and of course they explained to him well haven't you heard about how Jesus of Nazareth was crucified 
Haven't you heard that sin and death triumphed? Haven't you heard that our entire culture was stolen away from us and everything is terrible and the sky is falling and everything is awful? And then the Lord speaks to them and says, and it says, He opened their mind to understand the Scriptures, all of the Scriptures concerning Himself, that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, to be crucified, and on the third day to rise again. And so... And again, so he's telling them, why? <laughs> What's your problem? Don't you understand anything? And I think we could ask the same things of ourselves. What is our problem? Don't we understand anything? May the Lord redirect our attention during this time. And may we allow him to. May we pray to the Lord that he would open our eyes to see the light who enlightens every man that is coming into the world for our salvation. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends.